0: Earlier, like before the call, I've just been shitting pure water. Oh, like,
1: okay, yeah. Let's keep this short then.
0: I. <laughs> I don't know why, but the other day I was shitting pure water as well. Uh, I don't know why this keeps happening to me. I'm probably lactose intolerant, but whatever. And it looked at first like I was just shitting blood. Like I wiped, and it was just like bright red. And I was like, what the fuck? And I like, my granny, before she died, she had cancer or something, but she had blood in her stool. And I remember my mom and grandma talking about it, and it's like been a weird point of contention for me like in my brain i just believe if there's blood in your stool you will die and i mean obviously it's not a, a good thing but it's not that dire always but yeah i was just shaken up but i thought about it and uh the day before i had had a red icy from sam's club and uh oh. i believe it was icy juice or coloring or whatever yeah no that, that makes sense <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's why. Are, are, are we starting? Welcome. Have we started?
0: Welcome to Mutant Puke Podcast, the variety podcast with a meme and scene slant. My name's Jake.
1: Uh, I'm Casey, and Jackson's not here. He's dead.
0: Yeah, he's he's flying or is already in the great state of California to go to some anime convention. Uh, we'll have <laughs> we'll have him talk about that. Yeah, I think he's
1: going to like Anime Expo or some shit. The fucking weeb. Yeah, total weeb. I think he. I think he told me he's dressing up as a Naruto from <laughs> uh, Naruto or whatever.
0: Oh, I thought he was from Bleach. Is he? Is he from Bleach? It's Naruto from Bleach. Yeah, I think so. Duh. Okay. <laughs> I um, believe you. The hidden Bleach village. Okay. I need to reset from that. <laughs> uh, what was I talking about? Uh,
1: you're, we were welcoming people to the podcast. Jackson's dead. Uh, what are we? What are we talking about? Uh, yeah,
0: Jackson's in California this week. Uh, we're gonna do our music reviews, and then after the break, uh, Zach Benson will be with us so that's cool zach benson from the new pulse single and he has a new ep that came out on friday so check that out we'll obviously be talking about that after the break so yeah uh, we're not going to be reviewing the ep here because i don't know i think that's kind of weird if we like review something and then talk to the guy who made it right after yeah yeah, <clears throat> yeah that'd be kind of weird yeah that'd be really weird okay i wasn't sure if i was just being overly weird or what but yeah so let's start our reviews with Oh, this is exciting, Casey. The yeah. Mars Volta! Play that clip. Okay, the clip played. (laughs) Yeah, did it. Can you believe it? They're back. The Mars Volta has returned from the dead. You know, people have been talking about them coming back for, like, since they left pretty much. So, it's uh, very exciting to have a new single and a fucking tour, which I have not... (laughs) gotten any tickets to? because the closest show is in chicago i believe which is quite quite a drive that's a,
1: yeah that's that's a bit away
0: yeah and i mean hopefully they'll tour again somewhere closer i can't remember their uh supports but <clears throat> yeah anyway this new song is called "Blacklight shine it's a very conservative like three and a half minute song with verses and bridges it's kind of it's very tame for the Mars Volta, or at least for their comeback song anyway. I was expecting something a little crazier. How much do you know about Mars Volta, Casey? Because I'm kind of like a super fan.
1: I know like basics like Cedric and, uh, fuck, I can't remember the guitarist. Omar, from... Omar. thank you. Cedric mm-hmm. and Omar, after the At The Drive-In kind of made this, or they made it during At The Drive-In as kind of a side project. And then they kind of took off because they wrote good music.
0: Yeah, if you listen to At The Drive-In, it's kind of crazy that Cedric is the same guy. I feel like he sounds so different between those two bands. He uses, like, a completely different voice to sing, almost. Like, it's him doing a voice? I don't know how to describe it.
1: It could just be, like, in At The Drive-In, he didn't really have, like, vocal training, and then afterwards he got it.
0: Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, Like I said,
1: I don't know. I don't know much about the Mars Volta or At The Drive-In, really. I just like some of their stuff.
0: I've seen his voice described as head singing. Does that... Do you know what that means? Like, I don't know. Yeah,
1: so so whenever you sing, you can sing from from a few different places. So, yeah. like, you can sing, like, using your chest, your head, or your falsetto, which is kind of like a switch in your head where you go from, like, the head voice to the falsetto. It's, it's hard to describe, but, like, be, especially if you're not, like, a vocal teacher yeah, like me. But that's kind of, like, the way I learned it whenever I was in choir. Hmm. So, like, pretty much everyone has, like, three... Not really three different voices, but, like, the range goes from, like, the chest to the head. And some people use, like, their head all the time, which is why they have, like, kind of a breathier vocal at times. And some people use, like, their falsettos all the time. And some people use their chest all the time. It's the same as, like, talking. You can use, like, all three of those... to talk in different ways
0: that's interesting yeah so i've read that cedric uses his head voice mostly so it it sounds completely different from his voice on at the drive-in and his regular voice it's very high-pitched but yeah he's back omer's back with his usual crazy instrumentation what do you think about the single because i mean it's kind of obvious i enjoy it i like it it's very latin inspired i think it is yes Absolutely. i don't know the
1: specific region or like type of music that it takes its inspiration from because i know there's i know there's something that sounds like this because they use it a lot in like latin jazz and just um, a lot of like folk music in like middle and like south america but i'm not sure what it's called but i think it's interesting how this band kind of came back with this of all things because this to me feels like it would could be used less as i don't know like in my head like using this as a single is especially for a comeback it's just vastly different from what you know i would expect from the mars volta like you were saying earlier yeah which does not diminish my enjoyment of it i just think it's an odd choice but i like it
0: there's this there's this guy on twitter he's in a post hardcore band it's his profile picture is his face and then purple around it and the band has a song like called nightlife or something like that is that i thought that was the band is that the name of the band i have no idea i i like <laughs> the band i just cannot remember the name for some reason the guy that's in that band had a really good post about the mars volta's music video for the song about how uh, the dancing in it has like like latin jazz or kind of what you were talking about i retweeted it i think hold on i'll cut this oh yes gretel Gretel or Hansel or whoever it is. The way new the Mars Volta's new video contextualizes their approach to music is so cool. It ends with an eight-minute bomba circle, sp- specifically palo, a free-time style where the drummers follow the dancers instead of the other way around. Just goes to show that they don't switch times and fuck with the grooves to be silly goofy. They just follow the music and the places they feel it wants them to go. Nightlife. Eat is that what we said nightlife yeah it didn't pop up when i searched it let me or maybe we didn't say nightlife i don't know i can't just follow both of them uh the person i just read the tweet from is at hansel underscore mp3 definitely check out his page uh because that's a great piece of insight uh to someone who is decidedly white on this music but yeah i love the the spanish sounding stuff and Uh, I love that Cedric is speaking Spanish for almost half the song, or, like, I'd say half the song. Uh, both verses are in Spanish. I'm not gonna lie, it does leave a little to be desired, but I am perfectly fine with what it is, and I know they're gonna put out even more great stuff, so I'm just, I'm just very excited for new The Mars Volta, for Cedric and Omar to be back. They did have that side project anti-mask or something like that, I didn't... I don't really like it uh but yeah any any other thoughts about uh this track about
1: the track itself no but if there's more to come then you know uh, I'll welcome it especially if it like is kind of a continuation of this or like a prelude to this I guess
0: that could be very exciting I mean there are no strangers to having a spanish flair or latin flair on their music so yeah it'd be exciting for more yeah all right let's talk about the new crypto dira single
1: I fucking love this band.
0: Can you tell me a little about them? Because I kn- all I know about them is that they're going to tour with the Kalistow Boys. And
1: Rolo Tomasi. Another good band that people should listen to. But, so Crypto Dera is kind of like this prog math core tech death kind of band that's from New York or I, I don't know where they're from exactly, <laughs> but <clears throat> they play a very like progressive style of music that has a lot of different flavors of like just post metal, like just all sorts of different kind of shit, and one of the big things about them as well is like they are very staunchly like left wing, you know, like political dudes, you know. Cool. And they put that into their music a lot, which for a genre like progressive metal is is something that happens, but not too often outside of like this band uh, and protest the hero, really because oh, a lot of other bands
0: the single is called hyper wealth
1: yeah like know. they're like i said overtly very politically yeah, left
0: yeah i got that from the song
1: <laughs> yeah like their previous album uh the angel of history was basically an entire fucking leftist like handbook talking about like pretty much the uh the faults of capitalism and all that all that stuff but we're not really a political podcast we're, i'm not gonna get too into <laughs> that
0: yeah that'll be your spinoff podcast
1: Absolutely not, I hate talk. I hate talking, but um,
0: well, another reason you're perfect for this show <sighs> i I love how every episode just like um cements further that you are not a person that seems like they would even want to be on a podcast.
1: Yeah, I mean, you asked me,
0: yeah, that's like literally the only reason, and I appreciate it every week. Thank you, Casey. Everyone say thank you, Casey, in the comments please
1: uh, buy me beer. <laughs> but yeah yeah, the the uh, whole thing is very mature like whenever you think of a lot of like bands with a political message for a lot of people the first thing that comes up is punk because punk despite what some people want to say is very political punk is a very political genre and a very political lifestyle
0: people argue against that
1: people argue against that yeah
0: i thought that was the whole point it is
1: (laughs) yeah some people take punk not as rebellion against authority for the sake of, like, equality, but rather rebellion against authority for the sake of rebellion, Mm. which, you know, you don't got to say anything. Those people are fucking dumb. So, you know, like, left-wing rock music tends to, like, unless you know, you tend, people tend to think it's very amateur, very immature, but, you know, there's a whole depth of it. There's a lot of left-wing bands that are very mature, and Crypto Deer is one of those bands that are, just extremely mature both in the way they sound instrumentally and the lyrics and the way they frame their beliefs and i think hyper wealth is like the best single to really get into that because it's for one their newest one two it's three minutes as opposed to fucking eight and is that the usual uh, way it's about like six minutes really but like they they tend to have like longer songs yeah but this song's like perfect i think for like someone who wants to get a taste of crypto deer because it's very uh it's like between the Barry to me and like the dillinger escape plan had a baby you know and that's a very good way to describe the majority of their music they're very very like dillinger escape plan and between the Barry to in me influenced and you can hear like shades of like you know protest the hero as well or just like a lot of a slew of other like bands like that and they mix it into their own unique style because they have three vocalists, uh one doing the low screams, one doing the high and one doing cleans occasionally. Yeah. They have really like advanced guitar, like just instrumentally they're really advanced. Like these dudes are these dudes practice. <laughs> and the fact that they just change time signatures the way they do with it having a purpose just says like these guys, you know, they know the best way to frame what they are trying to say musically i know we talked about like you know lyrics serving the music last week but here it's not really like lyrics serving the music or music serving the lyrics they both work together in a way to send the message that the lyrics are trying to send which is something i feel like a lot of bands kind of that's like
0: that's like top tier songwriting though right like Stuff yeah, I that, think so. you know, expertly combines both is probably the best of both worlds.
1: Yeah, which is why I I think this band is like, they're one of my favorite new bands, just straight up. That's why I wanted to talk about
0: them. Yeah, I really enjoyed this single. I was expecting, like, some Cookie Monster vocal-type shit. Uh,
1: it, they do have Cookie Monster-type vocal-type shit, though.
0: Yeah, I believe it, but uh, I didn't really hear it all that much on this one, and it was a very diverse in the sound over the course of the three minutes is there not like a a vocal choir or something like that at some point
1: there is uh it's not really a choir i think the uh the one guy who does queen is just harmonizing with himself kind of like how pretty much every vocalist does nowadays
0: yeah Yeah, well it all sounded really cool and uh dynamic
1: dynamic is a good way to put it yeah Uh, but yeah i love this band Uh, i would Hardly recommend them.
0: Okay, hardly recommend. That's
1: heartily, heartily. Whatever. Okay, that makes yeah. Heartily sense. suck my dick.
0: <laughs> Maybe next time, bucko. Uh, but yeah, I'll be checking out yeah. their Angel of History. Is that their first album?
1: That's their second album. The Angel of History is their second album. Their first album is The Devil's Despair. Hmm. Okay. And they also have beautiful artwork. Uh,
0: so they're coming out with a new album soon. I'm assuming because this yeah this is a single. Yes. Cool. Alright, we'll have to take a look at that when it comes out. Really enjoyed this, and now we're going to talk about, uh, probably what everyone's most excited about. The new Spirit Box. Play the clue. played i don't know how to do that naturally <laughs> and it'll do. come with time i think
1: we'll fair you'll figure it out eventually yeah. or maybe you won't it'll just be charming <laughs> charmingly awkward <laughs>
0: That's the name of my autobiography, actually. <laughs> Spirit Box is back with a surprise drop, it seemed like. I don't know if anyone knew this was going to come out until it did. The uh, It's a three-song EP. I don't know if it's like a set of three singles or if it's just a solitary EP. Before their first album, they, they would do that. they just put out singles and EPs pretty much like throughout the year rather than do an album. So it could be one of those situations. I'm I'm not sure. Do you know anything about that, Casey? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't think they've said if they're singles to an album. It doesn't seem like it, but who knows.
1: I also don't really follow Spirit Box at all, so I'm the wrong person to ask there.
0: Yeah, I don't really either. I listened to their first album that came out last year once and then never revisited it. I regret that. I will get back to it at some point because it was interesting. Uh, I just never got back around to it again. But this, this EP, I've listened to it quite a few times, obviously, in preparation for reviewing it, and I really enjoy it. I like these three songs all, a lot. I think they're all catchy. I think, um, Hysteria is probably my favorite from the set, and I believe that's the last song on the EP. It is. Uh, what about you, Casey? What are your preliminary thoughts?
1: I'm gonna preface this by saying I do not like Spirit Box. Really? I, Yeah. I've never really enjoyed spirit box because I don't really care for like that whole progressive metal core sound that's popular Yeah, with like, you know, them ginger and a art. Arch- I don't want to say architects, but I guess architects Yeah, it's, people can yell at me about that later. But like, I don't like that sound much. It, it, I just don't like, you know, that kind of metal core. I don't like metal core in general. Sure. Actually. David loves so, all that
0: shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. He loves every band you just listed, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. I know. I really don't like any of it. Wow. But I think this EP... I like this EP because it has more outside genre influences that aren't from just metalcore, you know? Like, yeah, they had that before on their other albums, on their first album and their other EPs, but this one has a very... This EP has a very overtly, like, industrial metal feel to it. Yeah. And, and I do like industrial metal, and I think that, mixed with, like, their kind of metalcore prog sound they have going on, is actually good. I actually like it a lot. Yeah. This is the first this is the first set of shit I've ever enjoyed from them.
0: So, there's no other song you like. I can't really... Na- like, that Holy Roller song, I don't really care for that. Uh, I, like, I like Holy Perennial. Roller. Oh, sorry. I
1: like Holy Roller whenever... It's the one with the God. What's that dude's name? So the only version of Holy Roller I like is the one with a uh, Rio Kinoshita, who is the guy from uh, Crystal Lake. Hmm. He's like a vocalist from Crystal Lake, which is a Japanese metalcore band. Cool, but and I only like that because that dude has is a monster vocalist, hmm. and his uh h- kind of harmonization quote unquote at the end with uh what. What the fuck is her name again? Lauren?
0: Uh, Courtney LaPlante?
1: Courtney, thank you. What did I think? I don't know. Why did I think Laura? But yeah, um, I think his like, harmonization with uh Courtney at the end of that song is the only reason I really enjoyed it. But outside of that, uh, I don't really like any Spirit Box songs, barring to the CP.
0: Okay. Well, it's good they put out something you like.
1: Yeah. No, I, I like it whenever bands in genres with the word core at the end of it, put in influences that aren't just from core and they're overt about it, you know? Like, I don't care about a hint of black metal. I don't care about a hint of industrial metal. Put that shit at the forefront for me. yeah, Because that's going to make it more interesting because you will always have the elements that make the band that band. So if you bring in the, like, the inspiration to the forefront that makes it more interesting because it's not more of the same especially in a genre in genres like metalcore or deathcore which have gotten like super stale and samey over the years
0: Uh, i just want the listener to keep in mind that uh these are our opinions so if you're like a spirit box super fan it's okay your opinion is just as valid as casey's like Casey doesn't have to like everything. I don't have to like everything.
1: Uh, oh, we're we're gonna find that out with the next one too.
0: Yeah, but don't worry, cause I like it a lot, and I'll talk about how much I like it. But um, Spirit Box, rotoscope, yeah, I like all these songs honestly, and
1: I yeah no, I don't think the EP is bad at all. I think all the songs are worth listening to multiple times. Yeah, I think if they keep heading in this kind of industrial influence direction. Which, granted, the last two songs aren't as industrial metal influenced as the, as Rotoscope, the title track is. But I think if they keep heading a direction like that, where they have, like, more influences that are more at the forefront, I will very much enjoy anything else they put out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk about an album, Coheed and Cambria, Vaxis Part 2, sorry, Vaxis Act 2, Window of the Waking Mind. Flip play now. The
1: boy. okay to cry. flip over. Uh, I'm
0: gonna I don't know if we should start with you or start with me, because I'm just going to heap praise on it, pretty much.
1: Do you want to play rock, paper, scissors to see who goes first? Uh, sure. Alright.
0: Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. I have scissors. What'd you get?
1: I have scissors, too. Hmm. This wasn't (laughs) the best idea.
0: God damn, me and Claudia do that every time. We always start with scissors. How'd that happen through the internet? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. I have rock. Uh, You go
1: first. I have rock, too. I don't want to do this.
0: Okay, I'll just go first. Coheed and Cambria, I fucking love this band. It's one of my favorite, it's like my top three bands. Uh, Them playing with Dance Gavin Dance was a dream come true until it wasn't, but we're not going to talk about that. Until <laughs> <So> it wasn't. <laughs> this new album, my first listen, I'm going to be 100% honest, I did not enjoy it until the last three songs. Uh, The last three songs, I think, are excellent in any any capacity i'll argue with that to my death uh but everything else before very much felt like more unheavenly creatures with the verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus structure that very basic structure for every song uh but once i read the lyrics you know i can't help but fall in love with these songs like i i don't know i just am so invested in the story which is a bad story by the way let me be clear the Coheed and Cambria story is not good in the least bit, but most, like, musicals have awful stories, in my opinion, and they're usually saved by the good music based on the story, uh, which I think is exactly the case here. I'm very invested in the story and the characters, and these songs I really love. And I like the... There's more elements of synthy stuff in Electronica... There was some of that stuff in the first uh, album, uh, Unheavenly Creatures. But on Vaxus 2, there's like a whole ass song that's like an electronic core song. And it's awesome. I want to talk about the last three songs, but Casey, you go ahead and give your thoughts on it.
1: I've listened to this album three times.
0: You know, you gave it a shot, so I no one can fault you if you don't like it at this point.
1: I've listened to this album three times. The amount of flashbacks I get to my church youth group days each what? time, fucking is what? incredible. It re- this whole album outside of Ladders of Supremacy and Window to the Waking Mind, it's uh, Jackson was right. It sounds like Skill it makes with Maroon Five. Hey, <laughs> I- I'm not even kidding. It legit sounds like that. Like at first, I was like, whenever I saw Jack and comment that, I was like, there's no way. He's just over-exaggerating. First listen-through, I was like, I don't like this. Second listen-through, I was like, holy fuck, Jackson might be right. Third listen-through, it's not might be. Jackson was right. The entire album was I was kind of happy
0: he wasn't on the episode, so I wouldn't have to hear that comparison. And here you are. Skillet beats Maroon 5? Are you kidding me? Come on. It legit-
1: It reminds me of that. I thought he was exaggerating, but like, the majority of the songs just- with the way Claudio is singing over all these songs and the instrumentation of a lot of the songs, it just reminds me of that.
0: Like they're pop rockers, is what you're saying. Es-
1: essentially, but it's not like... I wouldn't even call it like rock maroon 5. I'd call it like pop maroon 5. And all of Skillet is oh, bad. On, don't let anybody... Rock. Yeah, it's, yeah, from like the Skillet side of things. <laughs> come on. <laughs> and don't don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Every Skillet album is bad. The first three albums, dog shit. I would know because I own all three of those (laughs) albums, and I used to listen to them. Absolute dog shit.
0: This is just your League of Legends thing where you hate everything you used to like. Why am I having deja vu right now? I'm really fucked in the head at the moment. You've really fucked me with this whole Skillet and Maroon 5 thing. No, there's no Skillet song that sounds like Shoulders. Okay, maybe there is. Yes, there is. I haven't. Yes, there is. I haven't listened to them. I have!
1: That's why I'm saying
0: this! <laughs> I've just listened to the AMV songs. Whatever those are. The Monster I Become or whatever. I don't remember. Just Monster.
1: Just Monster. It's just called Monster. Okay,
0: I mixed Animal, I Have Become, and Monster. My That's bad. Three Days Grace. Yeah, I know. Another classic AMV staple. But there I are songs... I guarantee you Shoulders is better. <laughs> Shoulders is fucking better because Claudia's on it and not fucking Skillet Man. Why is it called I Skillet? Mean, like it, the pan? Because
1: Christian... Christian bands never have had good band names. That's besides the point. Thousand Foot You're right.
0: Crutch.
1: Yeah, that's an awful bad band name. That's pretty good. It, that's bad taste. But um, <laughs> you're right. It shoulders is better. I'm not disputing that. Like this, this album is better than anything Skillet has put out. But the amount of like times it reminds me of them just prevents me from liking it at all. <laughs>
0: What about what about Ladders of Supremacy and Window of the Waking Mind? The two songs oh, those, you gave the Oh, insight. those are two of the
1: those are actually two of the best songs they've ever written.
0: That's absolutely correct. I agree with you a hundred percent. Like it's insane
1: it's insane that I have to go through ten songs <laughs> to get to something that is genuinely too good for this album.
0: I saw someone on Reddit say that I, I took I kinda disagree, but I don't know it's just me hoping and praying and shitting, is that this whole album kind of sounds like the last closer of the last album, Lucky Stars. So maybe Window of the Waking Mind is a preview of what's to come on Vaxxis Part 3. Please, God. Uh, A more prog-metal, you know, older-style Burning Star 4 sound.
1: Along with that, I... Okay, so... I also hate Tough Accord. That's besides the point. I just that, don't like that song. That's, for the co- that's fair. The, I
0: think it's. Yeah, the, I did not. The enjoy weakest
1: it. of the last three. It's the weakest of the last. Three.
0: I agree. I think it's it was a single, and I did not enjoy it. But in the context of the album, between those two songs, I like it a lot more.
1: It makes sense there. You're right. Yeah, and especially lyrically, because this is a concept album. Um, I, and you talked about this just a little bit.
0: I did. Oh, the concept.
1: Yeah, you talked. You called it like a musical theater kind of thing. I think. Yeah, yeah. And which is essentially just a concept album. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it's like you were yeah, right. Sorry, I wasn't you're trying absol- to say Coheed w- had invented something. Yeah, uh, no,
1: you're you're good. But like, you're right. Coheed has never had a good story going on, and the instrumentation on a lot of the first ten songs with this story that they were trying to tell is so fucking cheesy that it (laughs) i had to take a break midway through the album to like decompress not because it was like overwhelming me with how like how emotional i was getting it was overwhelming me with me cringing myself into fucking oblivion Mm -hmm. from how
0: like i'm a bad man (laughs) <laughs> I I'm not gonna lie. I love the cheesiness. I love this story so much. It's about I'm not gonna give the whole story, but this album is about the two main characters and their child Vaxus and him coming into the world. Essentially, I don't I don't really know what entails with that. It's not very clear from the songs. Who There's names a, their kid Vaxus? It um Nostrand. His dad um saw it in a like vision or something. Uh, that his name would be Vaxxus. Yeah, I guess if you see
1: it in your fucking dreams, of course you're going to name your kid Vaxus. Why wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, I assumed okay. the Nyanasha, that song Cut the Chord, Rise Nyanasha. I assumed that was his actual name and Vaxus was like a taken name later. Because he sounds like a bad guy to me. Vaxus's voice does not sound heroic to me in any way, shape, or form. So I've kind of just been assuming he's going to become a villain later in the story. Uh, yeah, I don't want to spend too much longer on the lore or whatever. I, I just love Coheed and Cambria. I know all the story, pretty much. As much as they've given, anyway. Like, the story for No World for Tomorrow, which was their fourth album, still, the story is still not known to the fans, really. There's, like, vague understandings of what happens, but besides that, we have no idea, so it's... I don't know why <laughs> they haven't given the story yet, but yeah. I love it. Casey does not like it. I, I think
1: I like two of their songs, but yeah, that's yeah. it. The rest of it is just so...
0: Window of the Waking Mind is such a good fucking song. It
1: baffles my mind That's that may be one of their best songs. Like, easily top three, I think.
0: I wholeheartedly agree. The uh,
1: And the fact that it's on this fucking album kills me. <laughs>
0: The parts where he's like, there's no one in this world quite like him. It's so good. And then the what's wrong? It's crazy. It's so cool. It sounds so cool. <laughs> like, I, like This I, whole
1: thing honestly reminds me of, like, just those prog power metal bands that are coming out nowadays with huge, like... Some of these motherfuckers are wannabe novelists, and they're writing wannabe Game of Thrones novels, just putting it to music, and it sucks for okay, the overwhelming majority. That's,
0: that's what Claudio's been doing the whole time. Let's be clear. Exactly, <laughs> and that's
1: what I think this is too. Yeah, I think it's cool that this the whole power metal trend has been like done before, and outside of that goofy fucking genre, which I love and hate so dearly. But goddamn, some of y'all need to just get an editor. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the the comic books are not good either. Like, I, I truly hope it's no sp- one tries to fool themselves. It's a space themselves. opera, right? Yes, it is a space opera. Okay. The main character of the first story, because this is kind of the second story at this point, or like the fourth, I don't know, is named Claudio. It's like a self-insert character.
1: Oh no, those are the worst. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's just fan fiction. Uh, I mean, kind of, like, he just kind of made this universe for himself i d- i don't know if it was ever in the grand scheme to be this big or whatever i think he just needed something to write about because uh, none of the songs on their first album make any sense <laughs> uh when you look at the lore of what's actually happening in the story okay uh so we're gonna take a quick break and in several days time we'll be recording the next part with Zach Benson. thank yeah, you a quick
1: break you know four days
0: whatever yeah. <laughs> uh i'm gonna i was about to say thank you for listening thank you for continuing to listen we'll be right at back after this quick break hello everyone welcome back we're here with zach benson uh, ow, ow, ow! recently dropped his ep yesterday we have skipped in time but you wouldn't know it's been two seconds and <laughs> you were just listening to uh, panic at the house show which is off the ep it's one of the singles correct that is very correct yes yeah um what's up man not much just hanging out just got home chilling feeling good <laughs> Uh, Jackson is still gone. He's in California still, I think, eating sushi yeah, and buying plushies. He's doing like, yeah, he's doing anime shit. Yeah, anime shit. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, and oh, just... is he
2: animating or is he just like, <laughs> no, oh, no, What no, no. is he, he doing?
1: He's at like Anime Expo or some shit like that. Yeah. You
2: made it sound like he's fully like at Pixar, I drawn wish.
1: characters.
0: <laughs> That'd be so cool.
1: I don't think Jackson's ever drawn in his life. <laughs> he
0: has. He drew. He, has? he drew a strawberry Andre. And he drew Reaper eating spaghetti. Those are two fine. things I know he's drawn. <laughs> oh,
1: I damn Honestly, never knew I never knew that man like drew anything in his life. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't know he had that ability. Well, I'm not saying they were good. They were fine. I think. I mean that fine is probably better than what I can do. Uh what were we talking about again?
0: Yeah, so Jackson's uh off in California still and we've been listening to, I don't know about you, Casey, but I've been listening to the your EP, Zach, I think maybe four times now. Sick. Oh, my God. That's nice. And it's really good. I like it a lot. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Damn. It's definitely not my usual genre, but uh, I mean, the last song is kind of more in line with the way I listen to. Yeah, we'll talk about like the track by track and stuff like that in a second. Casey, what, what are you thinking about the album?
1: Well, uh, I had free reign over the speakers at work yesterday. So I played this <laughs> along with Danny Brown. So, you know, that should tell you. Hell everything. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Holy shit. That's nice. Yeah, no, the speakers were fucked. So I just started playing my own music in the background. And <laughs> a few people were asking whenever uh, I think either Panic at the House show was on or Crowd no, not mm-hmm. crowd. What the fuck am I saying? I think it was bored or panic at the house. Though some people were asking about who this was, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it's a little indie pop artist named Zach <laughs> Benson. Go, uh, go check them out." Damn, my PR team over here. That's crazy. <laughs> I got you. Thank, thank God for corporate shutting down the fucking speakers at work yesterday
0: for yeah. whatever reason. <laughs> thank you, corpora. Fucking corporate. This lone <laughs> liquor store in Kentucky is really going to blow you up, Zach. It's oh, going to take you next it's, level.
1: Look, it's a Kroger liquor store. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> it's like when um Alaska, some Alaskan Walmart won that. uh Oh, the uh, Pitbull uh, thing? Yeah, the Pitbull thing <laughs> to get him to come to their store. Dude, he Walmart went. welcomes Pitbull. He did actually yeah, go. I, that. I think another artist did that and they didn't go, but I could be wrong. That's
2: whack. But, I know Gaga did it, but Gaga just went and like bought her <laughs> albums, and then it just turned into a meet and greet, <laughs> a moment.
0: Mister Worldwide, you can always count on him. Dali, three oh five. I did have a few questions about your album because a pop album to me is a lot different than anything we've ever talked about on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, we discussed fucking Drake, but I don't think it's the same, really. Um, yeah,
2: I didn't listen to the Drake album. I didn't. I'm not a Drake fan. Don't I'm bother. <laughs> Deal.
1: <laughs> it- <laughs> Yeah, if if you're not a Drake fan... Maybe. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a no from me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like how we always have a lady in the background barking. Uh as yeah. That's the ambiance. <laughs> yeah, she likes the to mutant, make a little cameo every so often. The mutant puke
0: cinematic universe. <laughs> lady the dog. I my water. I was uh, going to call the podcast Lady the dog for a second, but Claudia was like, what if she died? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> Then it's uh, in memoriam. It is in
2: memoriam, yeah.
0: Beautiful. yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, That's a legacy, baby. <laughs> Why am I blanking so hard? There's something... You're killing it thus far. Uh, really? I need a hype man, honestly. Uh, I, I get oh, nothing I from these two that I fucking podcast <laughs> with everybody.
1: I can ask a few questions yes, while please uh, blanking I'm curious mostly about like your process on songwriting because like you know I always ask about songwriting because I'm also a musician I played a blow. here. but like you know a lot of people have different ways of songwriting like some people start with like a riff that they enjoy like I do and some people and like you know they build off that other people you know do chord progression some people start with a melody where do you begin at so for all my older stuff
2: I'm I'm a producer too so it mm-hmm. was usually me trying to find like weird sounds or weird chord progressions or weird like patches on my synth that just like inspired me made me feel some type of way and then I kind of built the song around that like it would usually be like the beat first and then lyrics would come afterwards but for this EP I was like back home and like really feeling down because it was that part of the pandemic where vaccines were rolling out Mm. and everyone was getting them but i was like way back of the line for the vaccine so like all my friends got to hang out again and then i was just kind of like hey guys Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i can't do it yet so i was just kind of like in my parents house like lonely figuring out what to do so this round of songs was me like calling up all my artist friends and writing songs the way that i did it back in like high school which is like get an acoustic guitar and just talk about your day and then Mm. figure out a song based on that. So that's, that was the process for this one. And then once I had like, verse and chorus of that song i would then go in and like produce the full beat around it and try to give it a vibe of whatever song i was obsessed with at the time and i was listening to a lot of like older kind of like warp Tories stuff (laughs) from the past like Mm. very much some like say anything and like motion city soundtrack and good charlotte and all that so yeah a lot of that was in there as well as like modern indie pop shit that I love, like the 1975 and Muna and Conan Gray and all that. So yeah, a little bit of everything, but that was the process for this. Are you excited?
0: the Uh are you excited for the new nineteen seventy five record? Bitch, they're my number one <laughs> band, I think. Really? I think wow. they're my
2: number one band of all time. So yeah, like it's so weird. I first heard of them like on the radio and then I went out and bought their CD and was listening to it, and on that day, I realized I was gay. (laughs) Like, I was in the car driving. (laughs) I was in the car driving to it, and just randomly, I was like, I think I'm gay.
0: I was not expecting (laughs)
2: so they're very special to me
0: (laughs) thank you
1: the story, if i've ever heard one
2: yeah it's a it's a story and then i've just like seen them in concert so many times so yes super Mm -hmm. fucking stoked it's next week it comes out all my sister's birthday and (laughs) both stands so Uh, very excited about it i've like not been
0: paying attention is does it have a title yet like
2: yeah they so what they're doing right now is that they're mailing postcards to their fans that have like (laughs) the name of the album and then like all of the track list for it wow so the album's called um being funny in a foreign language (laughs) okay which i think is a cool title that's a good title and then yeah and then all the song titles are like very very specific i forget them off the top of my head but i think this song is called like part of the band or like part of a band or something Hmm. so i don't know they also released a billboard that had all the lyrics on it and it's like (laughs) very stereotypical 1975 just like rambling about meeting a girl and talking about philosophical shit so it looks cool i'm excited yeah uh
0: we'll probably be talking about it on the uh podcast i mean we have to now well yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, i got into them with claudia because she knew about it when i met her she had gone like these postcard thingies with like all the uh song titles of one of their albums uh, cool. I like your sleeping for your soap. Oh beautiful. Yeah. yeah. The second one. Yeah. Yeah. All their song titles on postcards, but she kept like putting them up with tape and they kept falling down. I don't know. Uh-huh. I thought she paid a lot of money for those soul cards too. I was like, This sucks. <laughs> so <laughs> upsetting it. But yeah, I'm I'm more into them now. I'm not like a super listener, but uh I like these singles here and there. Of course. Um, yeah understood on the topic of your songs let me list my top three let me list them in order from favorite the least favorite just kidding oh, please <laughs> just kidding <laughs> yeah, i'm ready i would do it. they're all good um <laughs> okay i think my favorites are panic at the house show scorpio yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't know yeah. how you're meant to say that xxx Scorpio. is it like a game
2: i call it game? i call it scorpio i was really thinking of like you know like myspace usernames back Uh, in the day where it was like xxx like haunted world or something gaia online yeah i was (laughs) wanting to give that
1: (laughs) you even got the like lowercase x the capital x yeah going on it i was thinking gamer tag
0: xbox gamer tag
2: i feel like there's some overlap there between like (laughs) the myspace and the gamer tag just
0: early internet shit i mean exactly yeah like i don't know i feel like a
1: lot of those myspace kids were also xbox kids too because like i'm using my i'm using my base as mccartney as an example that boy is a fucking he's a fucking scene emo yeah, boy, and <laughs> yeah, he, he played Xbox a fuck ton of
0: it as a kid. And I'm pretty sure he had like a username like that. Yeah. Oh, and I hate, your- hate him favorite. too. That's my third favorite. Hell yeah, I'm glad. Was that a single as well?
2: Yeah, that was like the first one that came out. Um, and then back crowd. In, like, October after. Crowd yeah. was a single, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was. I hate him too. Then panic, and then crowd,
0: and now the full things out. And those are all good picks for singles. Uh, how do you Hell pick yeah. what? what you want to be a single i'm always interested in that honestly for this one it was just whatever i wrote
2: first like (laughs) i hate him too was done first and i was like i'm putting it out and then panic was done immediately after that and i was like i'm putting it out and then everything else was kind of starting to take shape and then crowd was the one where i like had all of them pretty much almost done Mm. and so i was like what could be a good Next single. Mm-hmm. And I thought with like, I don't know, concerts coming back and tours rolling back up. I'm like, how about a little anthem for people who missed all that stuff? So yeah. that became the single.
0: Uh, with the Scorpio uh, song, what? why do you choose that direction with the punk sound? It sounds really cool. It sounds like it's almost recorded at an actual show or something. Uh, yeah. I like the vibes to it a lot.
2: Thank you. With Scorpio, it was kind of a situation where i kept telling people that i was like really inspired by like i was literally telling you before all the warp tour shit (laughs) that i used to love but then i would listen back to the songs and i'm like it's still like giving indie pop to me yeah um and so it was just one day i was just like really bored and like sitting here and i got this riff idea stuck in my head and i had this voice note of me wanting to write a song about how I hate telling people that I'm a Scorpio because (laughs) they always, like, grimace for some reason. (laughs) And I'm like, what the fuck is up with that? Like, I don't fuck with astrology that much. I'm I'm not really here for it. I think it's because mm. I've been so like burned by telling people that I'm a Scorpio <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. Every time I do, they're just like, Oh, and I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is that supposed to <laughs> be? <laughs> so I don't know. So I had that. And then I was also like really into the turnstile album this mm. year, glow on. Yeah. Like just really listening to that. And I was yeah. like, wouldn't it be kind of silly and goofy if I made a song <laughs> like this and then just did it one day, like was bored at home doing nothing, Re- wrote and recorded this song in like a day and then was kind of like, wait, this kind of slaps. It's actually fire. <laughs> this is actually pretty fun. So, um, I don't know. I just thought it would be like silly and goofy to like throw it at the end of the album. But like, literally everyone is texting me, and it's all my like pop friends too who are, you know, all doing their pop shit. And they're like, Scorpio rocks. This is so cool. <laughs> that's, and I'm always, like, okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's always how it goes. Though. Like, I always think about that song, um, Take Me Out by Franz Ferdinand. Where they yeah, like just they just made that goofy riff and they're like let's just do this goofy riff song and then it's like their biggest song ever. It's all anybody knows them for. Yeah, it's the only song I know them for. Yeah, I don't know a single other yeah. Franz Ferdinand track, but <laughs> I just yeah, I mean I'm not saying that'll point. happen to you, Zach, but uh, I just think it's funny how um you know sometimes the least thought about songs are always the ones that make it big that people Agreed. connect with. Yeah, I feel like um. Last year, I put out two songs
2: like simultaneously. It was a song called Kitchen that I worked on for like four months straight and was like doing all this. And then the other one was Everything Reminds Me of You, which took me two days to like write and record and finish. Yeah. And everything reminds me of you is now like my most played song. My second most played song. <laughs> and Kitchen, no one knows. So Yeah. It's very much that kind of vibe.
0: Let's talk about your older songs real quick. I actually went through your discog a little bit before the EP oh, came out. I just wanna get a feel for the evolution of your sound. Uh, yeah. I think the biggest evolution is that you you dropped the uh, chipmunk vocals. Where are the chipmunk vocals, uh, Zach? Oh damn! Do you have any? You have any <laughs> reason you dropped the chipmunk vocals? What the fuck?
2: I feel. I feel like that was such a fucking like sign of the times <laughs> back in like I don't know 2018 2019. Yeah. It was very much the vibe then. Maybe I'll bring him back. I don't know. I want whatever is inspiring. But what, what happened to Alvin? Where'd he go? Hmm? Alvin got fucking murdered <laughs> no. in my backyard. Uh,
0: so <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I want chipmunk vocals on a hardcore song. It's, it's it. fucking I'd be sick. So
2: down. Some, like, 100 gex shit. Yes. Like, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Actually,
0: now that you say it, it's basically 100 gex.
2: <laughs> I'm, like, you're describing 100 gex Yeah. Right now,
1: actually. <laughs> you're describing, like, the entire genre of hyperpop, honestly. I was about to say,
2: like, go to the hyperpop playlist. Like, you'll hear two or three.
1: <laughs> yeah. T- two or three is, like, I feel like it's being a little bit, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Not generous, but, like, most hyperpop songs have, like, those high-pitched-ass vocals. Hyperpop is just, yeah. like, modern-day, uh, fuck, what is it called? What's that anime? Anime like <laughs> genre called. I don't know. No, <laughs> ask Jackson.
0: I, I... <laughs> He's right, the one that well. anime No, no actually ask him. What you mean? What? He's not gonna fucking know. He might now. Uh, you never know. I guess. I think I, I I've known that, him I... long enough to know he does not know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he'll probably
1: just go like, "Mm, hmm, it could be this. He's probably
0: just not going to respond, is the real answer.
2: But I feel like there's such a pipeline between... I always think of Hyperpop as, like, the predecessor... Or not the predecessor, the result of, like that myspace like crunk core scene oh yeah absolutely like for some reason i feel like it's like the broken side to 100
0: Gex pipeline is (laughs) very strong yeah so i don't know i like their new singles they've kind of dropped the chipmunkification a little bit like you can hear their real voices a lot more yeah well i was
2: also reading this interview and i feel like hyperpop was such like a like trans specific movement for a little while and it was because a lot of People would like want to be like affecting their voices in order to like you know either appear more feminine, whatever the case. And I feel like oh, nightcore, nightcore? yeah, that's what, what I was right. thinking. It, uh.
1: like, Hyperpop is just like. It's like you were saying, crunk core and like nightcore, like kind of combined. That's like mm-hmm. the modern hyper pop thing right now. Nightcore is not a real genre.
0: It's just sped it, it's up a other Wikipedia. people's music. It's on
1: Wikipedia. <laughs> Sh- fuck you! It's on Wikipedia. Oh,
0: fucking good. Naruto AMV is
2: just like nightcore, but I feel like the top forty music industry is understanding that now and fucking like putting that shit on Spotify.
0: Nightcore is like it's such a it feels like a Gen Z thing that happened like twenty years ago. Yeah. That's because it is. <laughs> yeah. It just like it was way ahead of its time and nobody liked it except the people that are probably making hyper pop now. Oh,
2: I lo- I would sit in my room at night and Google like Fireflies Owl City Nightcore <laughs> or like fucking um Sia had really good nightcore <laughs> songs because she like really gets up there with her voice. yeah So when you speed it up it's like ooh, she's
1: hitting <laughs> My favorite thing is like ag cook one of the hyper pop yes. uh starters yes. she has straight up said Nightcore is like a huge influence on their music and i love yeah. that i
0: believe it what i understand do you watch euphoria i did yes were were you watching laura Less so, yes 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 sorry. i was. I said what the say. fuck laura i thought i thought it was like a new hundred gex song at first before i looked it up i was like what the fuck hundred gex and And euphoria these it was i remember
2: i heard that song like once or twice before it was in that euphoria episode and then it started playing and my boyfriend is like a very like indie pop like kind of stays in that lane kind of situation yeah and so it started playing and i like sat up and i was like what the fuck and he was like what's going on and i was like i need to tweet it was in 10. i need to tweet i was like i need people to know that's such a
0: dark sentence to me
2: <laughs> just me immediately watching euphoria needing to tweet like more or less question mark to get like eight likes and feel yeah. famous
0: oh my god when you get past six likes it's like you know that Damn. meme of talking. his tweet doing
1: numbers. Yeah,
0: yeah, talking to a brick wall. That's how I feel every time I don't get a like. I hate <laughs> <Yeah>. Twitter. <laughs> um, it's bad. Yeah,
1: I understand. It's really awful. We talked about your songwriting a little bit. What about like? What about like your production? Like, I'm curious about that because I don't really know too many producers, mm-hmm. honestly. And the producers I do know, they mostly do like metal, punk yeah you know, that type of shit so yeah. how would you say like pop production is different from like you know more hardcore or that kind of production because you all you have said before that you did like that kind of not production wise but you did do like that kind of music back in high school so i'm just curious yeah. how the thought process is uh, different
2: i feel like for i used to play in like pop punk bands back in the day i was a drummer mm-hmm. originally so i did that and uh our lead singer his name was alex and he is now like a edm artist and like a foley artist for a bunch of like movies in la cool so like he did like the fucking sound production on like the new jackass movie and the new borat movie so he is killing it but he was in the band with me and he would record us and he was like technically the producer because you know he's telling us exactly what to do. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when you're doing it with a band or you're doing it with, like, you know, the live instruments, you kind of have to get it all perfect well, not necessarily perfect, but you need to know what you're doing when you go in to record it. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially if you're like booking studio time, like, and you've got like two or three hours, you got to like know your shit, get it recorded. Like the mixing and editing process is just about like levels and little effects and all that. Whereas I think right now with pop production, especially because so many people, including myself, can just do it on their laptops in their bedrooms. Yeah, There's so much room for like, experimentation and just like working and creating random shit as you go Mm -hmm. so a lot of the times it's not even like i open up a session and i have a song idea and it's time for me to like record and produce it a lot of the times it's me opening a session being like all right let's just start throwing shit at the wall and see what happens (laughs) so i guess the process is like a lot more fluid if that makes sense like sometimes it'll start with like a drum beat and like a synth line sometimes it'll start with Like I said, for this EP, it was, I had a verse and chorus for a song already, so I would do the vocal line over, like, a piano and then build everything else around that. And other times, it's literally just, like, sitting there listening to a four-bar loop of, like, some synth chord progression and Mm -hmm. writing lyrics over top of that. I got you. Um, Okay. So, yeah, super fluid. Definitely way different from when I was in bands previously where you kind of had to like you You had to know
1: yeah you had to like prepare and for this one it's more like improvisational in a way
2: yeah a little bit a lot of the times too it's like you get the chord progression and then you're listening to it and you're like oh this little synth line would be really cool on top of that or like let me add some guitar chords now or Hmm. let me sit here and like stack harmonies for like an hour and figure all that out um whereas previously it was literally just like all right do your record do your guitar part in twenty minutes, we'll we'll do a vocal day and we'll get like everything knocked out. It's way more fluid the way that I'm trying to do it. And I think yeah, a lot of other pop people are doing it the same way.
1: Yeah, and from what I'm gathering, there's also a lot more room for like just uh layering, like you were talking about. Like a lot more uh, open room to put like more harmonies like you were talking about and more just like stuff, I guess. Is that like something you yeah. find that's very different from like uh, you know, normal
2: rock stuff, I guess? I don't no necessarily i feel like a lot of the rock pop punk hardcore that i listen to like is a lot of different cool like soundscape elements to it like the new turnstile record has all fucking cool like drum machines and synths and weird like vocal processing stuff and i really really like that because i think it just adds like this cool unique element to it. Mm -hmm. But definitely in pop a lot more, especially the pop that I'm listening to, I feel like it's like, I don't know, just a lot more experimentation and layers and weird different things that you can do. I'm obsessed with vocoders. Oh, I love vocoders. Vocoders vocoders are so fucking fun to me. I would put a vocoder on like any song, period. (laughs) And I think it would sound 20 times better
0: uh vocoder I love that, shit. that makes your voice sound like a robot correct
2: yeah it's like this weird processing thing where you the audio file of your voice goes to the keyboard and then you can like play out your own harmonies over top of your voice Mm. so people do it like boni ver does it a lot if you know like imaging heap hide and seek Mm. the fucking like "Mm, what you say (laughs) that song is all vocoder yeah i just love that instrument i think it sounds so cool anytime a song has one i'm like yeah that's the effect on um crowd that chorus when everything cuts out it's like vocoder
0: okay yeah yeah i'm a. I'm music illiterate. Casey's a music guy for us. Oh, uh, that's me. I mean, <laughs> well, actual did you, music. Uh, did you ever think of another question to ask Jake? Because I do have
1: one more question. If you don't have one,
0: I, I do have a question. Actually, I okay. remembered that you are on Pulse's new single, which Wow. That we, should we probably were
1: Charles we supposed to talk about that because we had Tevin, like literally last week.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you we're on Pulse's new single Exo Sold Out. Hell yeah. You do the hook and then you have some verses mm-hmm. and the the bridge, correct? Yes. Yeah, you're, on, a, it, you're on You're on a right? lot of the song. Um We asked Kevin about if you wrote the hook and he said you did. How hmm. did you come up with that? Cuz it's uh, so catchy. It's crazy catchy.
2: Thank you. That was uh, Matt sent me the instrumental, and then it was me in my room listening to that like chorus instrumental, just like on a loop, and then like just kind of freestyling different melodies and random words on top of that as well. Yeah. Um. I was. This is like nerdy fact about me, but I was in an acapella group in college, <laughs> which, like very strange part of my life um and one of the things that we did was every day after rehearsal we would do like this is so fucking nerdy we would do like vocal improv where like (laughs) someone would start with like a do ba ba do ba ba do and then everyone would have to like add on to it and come up with new things and by the end of it it would be like a full song
0: that's gotta be helpful though when that learning music i mean
2: yeah so that's like how I song right now, pretty much. If someone, if I have the beat first, then I pretty much will like listen to the beat on loop and then just like come up with random melodies and lines over top of it until I find something that I like. And then I try to figure out words on top of that. And that's how this song came about. Like sent me the instrumental. I was just freestyling melodies and words and stuff. I came up with that like
0: ba da and again and then kind of formed the words around that. Wow. That's that's really cool. It's so good. It's crazy how good it is. Like I that's I, gotta be yeah. my favorite Pulses song, I think, at this point.
2: Yeah. I can't stop listening to it myself. Yeah. Like it's just like so Matt fucking cr- crushed that production and like the uh mixing on it is so stupid good yeah like yeah and they're just like i mean you know pulses, like they're just the fucking coolest and nicest people yeah. which is like dumb because they're also so fucking talented it's like pick a skill <laughs> Yeah, fuck yeah
0: it's like all um, of them are doing everything in the band at the same time but... i know and then they're also just like kind-hearted cool people to hang out <laughs> with
2: and i'm like damn it <laughs> <laughs> I know, they're like so, so good. So, big fans of them. And I'm glad that this whole thing came together and it sounds great because I love it.
0: It's a it's a gift to our, our little Swancore world that we're yes. living in. Yes! I'm uh,
2: glad to, like, be, like, literally doing this song has, like, led me to so many fucking cool people, too. Like, I have this whole new Twitter community, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's just so nice. Like, it has really been, like, the coolest experience.
0: I'm gonna need some Zach Benson on pretty much every band, like, um... You just need to feature for everyone, please. Deal. I'm ready for it. <laughs> Casey, get on it with Poltergeist. You guys need to yeah. pull Zach Benson. Ooh. Okay. Let's fucking
2: right. do it. I'm ready to <laughs> explore my screams on a new song.
1: I mean, honestly, Oh, shit. I would you be open to doing more like collaborations within like the post hardcore community after you know doing this with pulses or i would say possibly
2: i feel like i am not someone who plans necessarily to be like i'm only gonna do one of these things and then i'm gonna stop or Mm. i'm someone who's like oh this year would be
0: Hello. If you guys can hear me, I cannot hear you. Hello. And then the
2: hello. Hello. Be back.
0: I can Are you good. Yeah, I can hear you guys. I don't know what happened. I don't know when we cut out either, so. Damn. Yeah.
2: Oh, I think we were talking about like whether I'm gonna do post hardcore shit. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Either collabs or
1: just like uh, straight up, like just joining a band, even because I Ooh. do love your vo- I do love your voiceover, like yeah, please. Thing. That's fucking nice. I have
2: no clue, to be quite honest. It's one mm-hmm. of these things where I am such a person of whatever comes my way, I am like ready, willing, and able to take it on, and it's whatever I'm inspired by in that moment. So it's a possibility. But honestly, I fully don't know. I really want to keep doing shit that's um, definitely a little bit more, like, alternative leaning. Like, a lot more live instruments, a lot more, like live drums and live guitars and all that. But I don't know. We shall see.
0: That's awesome. Oh, well,
1: The future is exciting in that case. The future yeah. is epic. The future is here.
0: Well, I do want to get to a couple topics on our list. I want to talk about Jurassic World real quick. The new one, Dominion. Uh, I've been on a, mm-hmm. a deep Jurassic Park kick lately. Like, I have a couple toys in front of me. That's how you know I'm into something, if I start buying toys of it. I love that. <laughs> it was fine it's like the worst jurassic world movie in my opinion like the story's all over the place but it did have the three original cast members from the first one which was awesome and they were not just cameos they had a large part to play in the story and it's kind of like the two the two worlds of the old one and the new one meet up towards the middle so it was kind of neat uh my biggest gripe is the story just is not good which uh I mean, I don't know how you make a good story with the dinosaurs anymore. They could. I was about to. Yeah,
2: I didn't. See it. I saw on Twitter that someone said this is a movie that is a Jurassic Park movie, but it's about just bugs. Yes. They're like, how do you make that? how do you fuck that up?
0: Correct. <laughs> the <laughs> biggest problem in the movie is giant locusts. Wait, do the dinosaurs and the bugs fight at all? No. <laughs> what? no. What? The, what? The bugs are like in Ohio, and the dinosaurs yeah, are like sense. in Switzerland. I. It, they basically move all the dinosaurs to a new park so it's like the whole them being out in the world doesn't even apply to the movie they just find a way to have another jurassic park it's a no for me uh
1: yeah i wasn't you're telling me we couldn't have cgi like giant-ass kaiju fights between
0: dinosaurs and fucking giant bugs uh the bugs aren't that giant they're giant in in relation to bugs but they're not dinosaur sized. Are they like right. maybe?
1: Are they people sized?
0: They're like shoe sized.
1: Oh, that's yeah. Like,
0: Wait,
2: the bugs are just the size of shoes.
0: Yeah, but it's like a shoe sized cricket. Okay, or... step on that shit. Still, mm, maybe it's bigger than shoe. It's like too big to step on reasonably. So are okay. like cat sized maybe. Yeah, yeah, cat sized is a good measurement interesting it's was, about the size of a little caesar pizza i'd have to say
2: oh my god i want a little caesar pizza right now
0: <laughs> my girlfriend is making mac and cheese pizza right now stop it that shit is <laughs> that, fire so good my mom i love mac and cheese pizza cc's have you ever do you have cc's where you live you're in virginia right
2: you like i do. yeah yeah you like i do is that the one that's like a buffet yeah yeah yeah
0: that's still around uh not in our area the i don't think so Mac and cheese pizza. There is where I discovered God, and recently my mom found DiGiorno mac and cheese pizza at uh, <laughs> at a the store. So I have to hunt that down at some point. But
2: have you had the frozen Chuck E. Cheese pizza that's available? No, now? what the fucking? There's a huh? Well, maybe it hasn't reached Kentucky yet, but just... Chuck E. Cheese frozen pizza, Chuck E. Cheese brand. <laughs> is it good? <laughs> uh, no, it's
0: not. <laughs> It's all made up of old, other frozen pizzas. Like that fucking- Not the conspiracy. (laughs) The fucking Shane Dawson video.
2: (laughs) He who must not be named.
0: (laughs) There's that picture that's just him standing there, and it's so funny to me. God. Oh, and of course, his his two-legged kneel to propose.
2: I- (laughs) There's (laughs) so much to say. And also, things that- i know it's a no from me (laughs) i cannot deal with Shane dawson (laughs) bye
0: i like when he came back i was like okay i'll try to watch a new video no it just does it's not the same and also, in retrospect, his videos were not even good. They were Agreed. like they were like super hyped up, like the mind of Jake Paul or whatever. But really, I think he's it was like
2: literally just the hype and the marketing was yeah. the only thing that I was like, oh my gosh, this is like a cultural event, right? Yeah, now. watching this like fucking thirty-year-old man <laughs> interview with, like Jake Paul,
0: being like, <laughs> "What's a sociopath?" <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I could not deal. <laughs> yeah. I
2: remember sitting there senior year. Like trying to convince my boyfriend that this was a fun thing because I spent like three hours watching it. Yeah. I was like, no, it's great. And he was like, (laughs) (laughs) Zach.
0: his documentary videos suck but his like him hanging out with his friends doing ghost hunting i i still think those videos have value i think they're kind of funny well
2: i loved it but i think it's because of his friends yeah carrying like Drew monson carried
0: garrett garrett's channel garrett watts he's basically
2: replaced shane for me
0: in terms of content
2: it's like nice
1: because fuck shane dawson but (laughs) was it was it shane dawson who made like the really shitty like movies or is is that some other youtuber (laughs) i'm thinking about because i know one of them made like a ghost hunting movie (laughs) oh no that
2: was fucking uh smosh (laughs) <laughs> it was
1: Smosh, you're right. I don't know how I got that mixed up. It was like old YouTubers. I don't know. I, I don't know old YouTubers that much. Shane that Dawson was, uh, no, was in this was world.
0: The shitty horror movie called Smile, or Smiler, or something like that. Wait, are you oh. telling me that there were multiple YouTubers who made shitty horror movies? Uh, Yeah, obviously. <laughs> you gotta bring
1: back Lads Movie Night. I know what we're watching. Oh my
0: god. The last video that shane posted before he got like perma canceled was that fucking thing where he's like right he thinks his house is haunted his fucking uh billion dollar house is haunted or something like that (laughs) it's like what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) that thing was probably built last year how's it haunted i know that man had
2: access to like editing software and he said i'm gonna make everything in my life a 45 minute video that has no plot <laughs> yeah and i was hooked i it, was hooked. yeah i won't yeah. lie
0: same same in the pandemic we were watching that shit like it was i don't know maybe this event- is like
2: a completely different scene But were you involved at all in the like James Charles Westbrook drama? Well,
0: obviously, yeah.
2: I was enthralled. (laughs) It was a family event at my house when like my sister came out. (laughs) We all sat down and watched it. We were like, (gasps)
0: oh, that shit is crazy. And I still don't know who was the bad guy and all that. Like. Everyone was the bad guy. There's yeah, no good guy. There wasn't chain involved in that, though. Him and fucking Jeffrey Star. Like I don't, I, know. I don't know. It, there was so many fucking tangled webs and shit.
2: It was a big no for me. It's a big like fuck all those people in my eyes. Like, (laughs) for that, and then everything else that they fucking come out with. It's like, (laughs) what's going on here? Who is the real winner?
0: Yeah. The Black Phone is a new horror movie by Scott Derrickson. He directed Doctor Strange and... I think a movie called Oculus. I think that's one of his films. Uh, he actually stopped doing Doctor Strange two to make this movie. Apparently, he was like going through therapy or something, and he's like, "I can't make Doctor Strange right now. I gotta make this horror movie." Uh, it's basically about a kid that gets kidnapped by this dude. Uh, it's it's really good. It's not that scary, which I like because <laughs> I'm such a bitch about that type of stuff. It's yeah. it's some. It's some good Stephen King type shit, which is a Stephen King story. Would Um, you say
1: it's more like a thriller in the feel as opposed to
0: a horror movie? Oh uh, yeah but even then it's not that much of a thrill it's just like a good story i'd say okay it's uh, i don't want to say too much because i don't want to spoil it for anybody but it's really good i'd definitely check it out it's gotten good reviews which is a rarity for a horror film nice. it's 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 nice to see us winning
2: <laughs> the horror fans yeah
0: <laughs> there was a a trailer for a movie called smile have either of you seen the trailer for this
2: No, No. but I heard about it. But I don't know anything about
0: it. It looks so insanely stupid. It's like, like people just start smiling and they're demons and they're chasing this lady around. I don't even know. But there is a stinger at the end of the trailer where someone walks up. It's almost like it follows. Someone walks up to the main character's car door. And they stop and you can't see their head. You just see their body, right? And you think they're just gonna, like, lean over and be smiling. Like, that's a scary, uh, thing. But what actually happens is, like, their neck snaps and their head, like, like, falls, like, a pendulum downward. And then they're smiling upside down. Wait. Like their neck like twists or something. It was crazy. That shit. That so slow. I love that. It was in front of the black phone. That shit got me hard. I, I think we, uh, I might have to watch that. <laughs> Damn. Well, it didn't get me hard. Wait. <laughs> no, no, no. It's to our, be clear, it's that's staying in. That's staying in. Don't to, you dare edit uh, that out. What? That
2: okay. shit got me hard
1: don't you
0: dare edit that out okay after everything i've talked about you think i'm gonna edit that out yes was was the kevin episode the bus boner episode oh yeah <laughs> so. yes yeah We
2: talked about fucking like biting your hand <laughs> yeah like,
0: like i'm no yeah. stranger uh, there are some bad details about my life in this podcast so that yeah now just on the internet i'll keep it in <laughs> <laughs> thank
2: god
0: uh, last thing on the list i want are Casey, you wrote Angerfoot, right? Angerfoot. I fucking love that game, dude. What is
1: it? I'm... Okay, I have is. either of you two played Hotline Miami?
0: I have, yeah. No.
1: Hotline Miami is like a top-down uh, door-kicking game, basically. You go around and shoot <laughs> <see laughs> little dudes. Uh, Angerfoot is just that but in a first person, and I've been obsessed with it because it's got, like, hardcore music. Not, like, you know, the punk hardcore, but, like, the EDM hardcore or hard uh-huh. style, I guess you call Weird. it. And it's just... It is a very fast-paced. It's very Hmm.
0: uh, adrenaline-filled. So you're just you're kicking down doors and shooting people. Essential, yeah. Hell yeah! And you get different shoes. It it does. (laughs) You get
1: different shoes that you get to like. Y- different, different shoes abilities. Yeah, shoe different shoes.
0: customization finally well, listen, part yes. of the the biggest part about the story is
1: that your favorite pair of shoes called Arthur gets stolen <laughs> so you gotta go fight dudes to get it back cool is that
2: why it's called angry foot Uh, no because, <laughs> the, because
1: the only thing you use most of the time is your foot you can like I swear I've seen someone do this in a playthrough but you can like ricochet bullets off of your foot if you time it right but, <laughs> which is fucking insane
0: I fucking love this it's Zach it's, it, it, it's called anger foot but you calling it angry foot for some reason is like a hundred times followers. funnier. <laughs> angry foot. It's off foot. <laughs> off foot.
2: <laughs> My foot's mad, bitch. That's the, that's the subtitle. Yeah, That's the tagline. Anger foot. She's pissed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: My dogs are mad as hell.
2: Get those dogs away. <laughs> My dogs are
0: barking. Have you guys seen the TikTok where this guy, he's like above a girl suntanning. And he like puts her his foot shadow over her and no. it like cuts no? to her and she has his foot basically like on <laughs> yes! her chest he has, like, a tan line. Yeah.
2: yeah I have seen that <laughs> That's so funny. I
1: need to do that to someone. <laughs>
0: The last thing I want to talk about, I I put this in our notes forever ago, Zach. It it says Grandma knows Ultron. Yeah, that's okay. been
1: in the notes since like we were still called Worst DGD Podcast. <laughs>
0: okay, it's only been two episodes. It's not that drastic, but yeah. Okay. Uh, basically, I, it's really like nothing. It's just a thought I had. Like one day, my grandma was just asking about Ultron because of the okay. Marvel movies, and like <laughs> I've been into Marvel since I was, I mean, since I could read, basically. So I always. Like, it's, it was just so weird. This, like, it's such a nerdy thing that nobody cared about. To, oh, now my grandma knows ultron yeah the evil robot <laughs> the marvel effect yeah it's so universal now i
2: don't know i just thought it was really funny that's funny my grandma did a similar thing where she's like my grandma's like the sweetest woman in the whole world shout out to shirley um but she <laughs> shout, like, out is shirley. Not. shout out shirley she's great what a g um but she like doesn't know anything about pop culture obviously she's an 80 year old woman why would yeah. she um <laughs> Honestly, and yeah. one day i'm like visiting her and she just like pulls me aside and she's like, I have a music question to ask you. <laughs> and I was like, Of course, Grandma, I'm a musician. I will be glad to answer any questions about music that you have. And she like looks at me really intensely and she's like, What is K pop? Oh, no. <laughs> And I was just oh, like, it's no. just Korean pop music, and she was like, okay, and then left. I was like, <laughs> all right, you need me. I'm the musician here. She so. got the
0: answer she needed. What? she is was like, K-pop. what
2: is K-pop? She'll just like randomly have just like a pop culture thing that will come up anytime <laughs> I visit. Like I remember years ago, she just went over to Sydney, my sister, and she was like, which member of One Direction is your favorite? <laughs> iconic moment.
0: Okay, so we're going to have to wrap this up because I have to edit this and get it out by Monday. Mm-hmm. I want to die. Thank you. Also
1: the answer is Harry Styles. Okay.
0: Yeah, obviously. Girl, you're right. Who who else? Like
1: I don't Shane, even know the other Louis Tall Ta- Tom something and Liam Payne,
2: I think. Louis Tomlinson. I was yeah, a 1D actually. stand back in the day, so you're yeah. also getting me like on a topic. Harry Styles definitely number 1. Niall, I think has come out as like someone who is more impressive than I thought he would be, <laughs> and then everyone else is fine except Zayn has the best voice. But wasn't yeah, was one of no them really shit
0: talking? Words the other week
2: fucking Probably. liam payne did he uh-huh. went on the logan paul podcast oh yeah for no reason i <laughs> was just like yeah back in the day they put their hands on me and i was like you're gonna lose your hands if you put your hands on me <laughs> i was like why are you telling logan paul this go to bed what the fuck uh,
0: okay thank you for listening check out Zach benson's new ep and miles to go before i sleep is that right and miles it. to go before i sleep yeah i'm a fucking idiot genius and also check that out exo sold out which he, he's on and yeah. follow him mm-hmm. at back on hell yeah i always when i see that name i always think of king batch from a uh, vine oh god because he it now. <laughs> 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 just a spoonful because he <laughs> he said his name is batch but spelled Bach, and it always fucked with me um, oh uh yeah but Bag zinson and follow us at mutant puke on twitter and like our youtube and give us five stars and subscribe and and kiss me on the mouth and that's all thank you for listening oh did you have anything else you want to shout out zach i don't know shout out uh shout out shirley first of all shout, shout, out, out shirley. shout out shirley shirley's a g she's not
2: gonna listen to this she's like half deaf um she's like on <laughs> shout out uh i just had really good carrot cake so shout out carrot cake and um
1: what was your sister's name again sydney
2: sydney, sydney. it's her birthday sydney. next week shout out happy sydney. birthday happy birthday shout <laughs> out sydney
0: <laughs> Yep. carrot cake sydney and shirley all the essentials yeah. and enjoy and shout enjoy out jake's pool weekend. i i did go to the pool today
1: yeah, I saw I saw in Claudia's story you were like just floating in the middle of the pool. I am an well, expert jealous. floater. I I do have a question. Were you wearing jeans or were those just like <laughs> swim shorts that were jeans really in long? The pool? And because like I looked at the picture, I was like i was like is he wearing jeans in that fucking i was or I not going?
0: i was not wearing jeans in the pool i was wearing some shorts fabric shorts i wasn't i don't have swim trunks uh, so oh, i was like, just fair wearing enough. they were fabric though and they were very heavy when i got out of the pool Are okay yeah. no they weren't jor- this is the end of the podcast